happens there. Alexander Barkov, another shot for the Cats to win it in the seventh round. Barkov, let's go, Hello and welcome back to the Palm Tree Podcast, Justin Bedford, alongside Noah Russo. How you doing this week, Noah? I'm good, how about you? Not too bad, not too bad. Uh, just hanging out at home with the family, always. Yeah, just trying to keep busy too. Yeah, trying to trying to stay busy, busy trying to get out, do stuff. Um, you know, thing, things are opening up here, like, so it's good. I went out, I went out hiking, like two days ago, uh-huh. and, like, the trails were packed with people. Really? Yeah, I don't know if it was two days. It was, like, it was, like, a Wednesday at, like, 9 a.m., and there was at least 30 cars in the parking lot of people on the trail. Damn. Like, it was nuts. And it was I, know, like, I know golf courses are opening up next week here. Yeah, they're, op- they're open here. I left my clubs at school, though. Yeah, I did, too, yeah. So, I can't really go, so it's pointless. Yeah, I'm hoping to get out maybe sometime next week. Nice, but, nice. But, yeah, it's been, you know, kind of just same old, same old, really, for the yeah. last little bit, you know. I bought NBA 2K20 um, a couple days ago, and I've been grinding that. That's pretty fun. How's it been? Like, it's how's good, the game? it's good. It was on sale. It was like sixty-seven percent off. So I was like, "Yeah, might as well." I have nothing else to do. Yeah. See, I left my PlayStation out east. So. Oh man. I I have my DS from like ten years ago. <laughs> so, and I, I got some good games on that. Like I have a I have backyard hockey. Like for game, I think it's a Game Boy game. That one's pretty I, good. I have it for PC. Yeah, that's a great game. I have like the entire back. Backyard Sports Collection, I think. Yeah, I, I just have that one, and then I have, like, FIFA World Cup 06. I had that on PC, too. That was in Germany. Yeah, it's a sick game. So, I don't know. Yeah, not really a lot going on. Kind of just same old stuff, but um, in the sports world, German soccer's back, Bundesliga. Yeah, uh, first games were this morning. Yeah, did you catch any of them? I did not because, I mean, if I am to watch soccer, I would probably watch Premier League over anything, and so... Do you have a team? Like, what's your team? I don't really have a team, per se. I'm not not interested enough. Um, I love playing with Real Madrid and FIFA just because of their stadium. I think it's super cool, Um, but that's, like, as close as I get to a favorite team. Um... But, yeah, no, that's really exciting that professional sports are back, especially, like, big league soccer like that. Yeah, it was very, like, I watched, I didn't watch the game because it was super early here, so I just watched the highlights, but it was very different. Oh, yeah, I watched the highlights from the Dortmund game because that's my team in the Germany Yeah, I saw, I saw Dortmund celebrating at the end of the game, and it's just, it's kind of, it's just weird. Yeah, like they did their yellow wall celebration. Yeah. Usually when the fans are there, but obviously no one's there. So, bit different, but, you know, it's, you know, at least it's exciting to have some sports back. Yeah, like, I mean, the, the first one was basically Asian professional baseball. 
Yeah, I didn't. I'm, I don't watch baseball, you know, usually when it's on, so I, I definitely have not been watching that. No, me neither. I, I usually try and catch as many major league games as I can during the season, but I have no interest whatsoever in I, watching Chinese professional baseball. It's just not interesting to me. Yeah, see, like, I'm a, I'm a Mariners fan, and they always suck. So I usually lose interest by, like, week two. <laughs> by the second week, so. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's exciting to at least have something back on. Like, it, it reminds me of, like, uh, like, during the lockout in, like, 2012, and there was no hockey. Yeah. And I got, like, that, that year I got, like, super into soccer. At least there was other sports yeah. going on. Um, yeah, so, like, there was at least other stuff. This is way worse. Because it's just... I mean, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a few months at least. Yeah, and I mean, like, in terms of hockey, like, I don't really know what to plan. Like, there's the 24-team format. We haven't really heard anything since the last time we talked. No, like, it seems like they're moving away from the, the June draft idea. Which I very much like if you know if the if the Panthers don't make the playoffs then at least hopefully they can get a lottery pick yeah whereas you know if if they if they do a June draft it that's we can forget about that yeah so like uh, yeah I'm guessing yeah it seems like there was a lot of pushback on that idea and like as much as much fun as it'd be to have like at least some hockey related stuff on like it's just not worth it to make all these adjustments and logistically, it just doesn't make sense. But yeah, but I mean, it's, it's more the more we we move forward, the more time um, elapses is the the more pressure leagues are going to have. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna. I mean, it, it seems like. It seems like they are getting close to, like, you know, not coming back, but having, like, a definitive plan to come back. It seems like leagues are getting to that spot. Yeah. You know, they've had enough time to, to weigh the options and how, how they're going to do everything. So, you know, we'll just kind of, you know, continue to wait and see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's all we can really do. Um, exactly. But... Should should we get into uh, should we get into yeah. our, our all time teams? Yeah. Um. So for for our listeners, we're uh, we planned on doing this last week. We ran out of time. Um. But Noah and I have created our all time Florida Panthers lineups. Um. I'm guessing. I don't know how. We, do you do four lines and three D pairings? Uh, correct. All right. I threw an extra forward in there too. Oh, I did not do that. That's okay. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm not super confident in my lineup, anyways. So I don't know how much it would affect, anyways. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing our lineups will be pretty similar. Maybe not where we slot players in, but the players we have. Yeah, hopefully. Um, just because I mean, Panthers don't have a super long history, or you know, that many top end players really in their history. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, just as a side note, did you see, uh, I think it was NBC 
NHL NBC on like Instagram, and they were doing like all time like starting fives, uh, like matchups who would win. Uh-huh. And the first one they had was Pittsburgh with you know Lemieux, Yager, Crosby, Latang, Coffee, right? Yeah. Versus Columbus with Felino, Atkinson, Jones, Wierenski, and like Bobrovsky. And I was like, of course Pittsburgh wins. <laughs> yeah, talk about an unfair matchup. Yeah, like it was like I was like, why was that necessary? Like, I mean, I think Pittsburgh wins in every single category. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Columbus did have Rick Nash in theirs. But that, that's I mean, a, yeah. That's that's about it. But um, but with our Panthers lineups here, I'm guessing these are going to be pretty similar. Um, but yeah. But we'll uh, we'll start start with you. Uh, who you got on your first line? Walk me through it. All right. Um, let's see. I'm just gonna pull up my stats as well with it. Uh, oh yeah, I already. Okay, I don't have my stats, but that's fine. Oh, yeah. It's easier to back up the stuff. Um, the first line, center, uh, was kind of going in between two guys, but I decided that um, it was going to have to be Ole Jokinen, who is the all-time scoring leader in, uh, for centers. Uh, he's he's played eight years with, with the Panthers. Um, Barkov's going to reach that point total. In, in a very short amount of time, but for now, Jokinen still uh, has the most points as a center. Um, so, Jokinen at center, left wing, no-brainer, Jonathan Huberto. No-brainer. And then right wing, also no-brainer, in my opinion, is Scott Mellenby. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, for mine, I went, starting center, I went Barkov. Okay. Um, Huberto obviously on the wing. We know this guy's got chemistry, so that's fine. Um, and then I know he didn't have a long career in Florida, but I put Pavel Bure on the other wing just because, you know, his speed, um, with Huberto, you know, passing to him, sending him away for some breakaways. Um, I like that line. I think it'd be tough to contain, so I'm going with that as my first line. Nice. All right. Um, yeah, and I like the Huberto Melanby <clears throat> connection on the on the first line. You get two guys from <clears throat> Quebec, and you know maybe they can, you know, maybe there's something there. Uh, I think that'd be pretty cool. But my second line looks a lot similar to yours, and I have two of the, your three guys there. So center would be Barkov, um, and then a f- fellow uh, fellow Finn on the left wing in UC Jokinen. And then on the right wing, I'd have Pavel Bure. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, hard to argue. Good players. Um, you know, so so can't really argue too much with that. Um, for me, my second line, um, I actually put uh, Ole Jokinen on the wing. Um, okay. You know, just because. Why not? Um, <laughs> I don't know. You could play him at center. Maybe he'll take some face-offs. And then I got Kozlov in the middle. Um, who actually, like, I was surprised. I was, you know, I was looking up the numbers for these guys. I was surprised um, how good Victor Kozlov was. I don't remember him being that good, but I was also pretty young. Um, so I got I got him centering that line, uh, him and Jokinen 
And then uh, on the wing, we got uh, Yaramir Yager. Because, uh, you know, he got the Florida later in his career, didn't play a lot of seasons there, but I mean, um, he, he was pretty good um, in, in those years. 100%. You know, um, a lot of success, um, you know, playing in Florida. So I'm going to I'm gonna put him on the second line, big body, can shield the puck, good veteran leadership. I'll probably give him a letter too, to be honest, you know. Right on. Uh, you know, just for the experience. So that's that's my second line. <laughs> All right, so my third line. Um, I, guy who's played, I think this is uh, longest tenured, one of the longest tenured Florida Panthers, uh, along with, I think the only other one would be Luongo, is Stefan Weiss. At center? Hold on. On right wing, I have uh, Yarmir. You have Yager on the... Hold on. Yager on the third line. Yager on the third line, right wing? Yeah. Uh, Who would you have on left wing? And then left wing would be Ray Whitney. Okay. So my my third line I got here very similar to yours. Okay. Uh, at center I also have Stefan Weiss. Um, at left wing I also have Ray Whitney. Um, who again? Ray Whitney, another player. I don't remember being as good as he was, and like he was good for a long time too. Like he had some good seasons later in his career too. Mm-hmm. Like. Pretty, you know, under-the-radar player. And then the other guy I have on right wing, um, because I had Yager on my second one, I had Nathan Horton. All right. Um, who, you know... Well, Welland, Ontario's finest. Exactly. The pride of Welland, Ontario. Third over... Oh, three, third overall pick. Um, I mean, he had some a, really good years. Guy, yeah, he's a guy that, like, a lot of people don't think put up that many points. Yeah, like, I think people remember him more, like, later in his career when he was more of a a checking guy, right? Like, when he got to to Boston and Columbus, um, you know, he was, you know, more of a depth player. But, like, his first few seasons, like, his first four seasons in Florida, he was excellent. Yeah. So, I mean... Actually, really, all the season forty is excellent. So for me, perfect third line guy gives you a bit of everything. Um, so that's who I'm going with there. Who you got on your fourth line? All right. So on my fourth line, I went for a <coughs> big fourth line. All three guys are uh, <coughs> six <coughs> feet or above. Um, so Victor <coughs> Kozlov at center. Okay. Nathan Horton on right wing. Another big guy. David Booth on left wing. Interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be terrifying four five. Yeah, I uh, David Booth is my extra forward. Okay. Um, <clears throat> my fourth line at center, uh, I put Vinny Trocheck. Uh, okay. Because just because I wanted to have more recent players, you know. Fair enough. Uh, you know, more kind of current players there. 
Um, and I wanted to have, you know, nice versatility on this fourth line. Didn't want it to be all big bodies. Um, on left wing, I have uh, Rob Niedermeyer, who um, I slotted in there just because, you know, I think, uh, you know, he's a great skater. Um, so he'll add that element to that line. Maybe not the most offensive, um, but can still get it done. And then uh, on right wing, I have your guy, Scott Mellenby. Really? Yeah. Right? I'm surprised, I'm surprised you, you waited till the fourth line for him. Well, it was... I wanted to balance the lines out, so I'm, I, I'm not putting the worst players on the fourth line. I wanted to have a bit of uh, variation. Mm-hmm. Right? So, obviously, Scott, Scott Mellenby, you know, had some offense to that line. Uh, add a bit of grit. I think, you know, him and Trocek could form a nice duo. Like, I tried to kind of pair my lines where I had, like, two pretty strong people and then one other kind of complementary player. That was more my thinking. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I'm putting Scott Mellonby there. Um, overall, like, I think the forwards, I was... I did, you know... I thought it'd be harder to do. Like, I thought there was not going to be as many good players. Um, like, I'd forgotten about a lot of these guys. I I thought there was kind of a lack of depth at left wing. Left wing, yeah, left wing for sure the hardest. That's why I threw Jokinen over there. That's where I was having a lot of trouble. Yeah. But other than that, like, center and right wing, there was a lot of depth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, center and right wing, like, pretty easy uh, to find guys. Um... But, yeah, um, we'll move on to the defense. And the defense, like, the forwards, honestly, a bit lacking probably compared to other teams, but the defense is pretty good. Yeah, like, I, I didn't have any trouble with defense. Like, not a, maybe not high-end, high-end defenseman, when you think of, like, Hall of Famer-type defenseman, but a lot of really, really good defensemen um, that the Panthers yeah. have had. Um, that have just been really solid for them. Uh, so I'm excited to, to hear your team. Uh, who you got on the first pairing? All right, so first pairing for me was kind of a no-brainer. Um, a guy who I really didn't think did so well. So left, I have Robert Svela. Okay. And then on, on right, I have Jay Bomeister. Yeah, so that's... Uh, I have the I have the exact same pairing there. I always a really easy easy pairing to come up with for me. Yeah, I mean Svela, I I never saw actually play. Me neither. So hard to really judge too much, but obviously, um, on paper the numbers look good. So, um, you know, there's that Jay Bowmeister. Uh, I've talked about before. I love Jay Bowmeister. Um, yeah, just such a, like a great skater for a guy his size. Um, and to me, like when I think, you know, he's one of the first players, honestly, that comes to mind when I think of the Florida Panthers and their history. Mm-hmm. Um, he's that type of player for me. So um, I think that's a pretty good top pairing. Yeah, pretty versatile. Yeah, I definitely, definitely take that on my team. Yeah. Um, yeah, move on to your uh, the second pairing. Who you got there? 
All right, second pairing. Um, so left side, I have uh, current player Aaron Ekblad. Um, you know, first overall pick. I think I think that he he slots in very well here. And then on the right of him is a player who I always loved, and I, I mostly um, have seen him play with Chicago, but Brian Campbell. Oh, uh, Soupy. I lo- love, love his style of play, and I think that would be a really good fit. Um, Campbell's maybe a little more, more offensive uh, than Ekblad, but I think that's a, that would be very, a very good um, pairing. Yeah. And- They'd complement each other. Yeah, and I mean, Brian Campbell also, like, a smaller guy, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and a good skater. Like, he was, you know, a small defenseman when there weren't really a lot of small defensemen in the league, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like you see a lot of them now, like Hughes and Gerard, um, that come in and light it up right away. Um, but Brian Campbell, um, you know, was, was there before that and really good, really good defender. Um, I have, I have him as well on this pairing, um, but I have him with Keith Yandel because I said, screw defensive responsibility. Um, you know, we'll just let him play <laughs> both, both good skaters. Why not? Why don't just let him fly? Probably wouldn't put him out on the PK, but that's okay. Honestly. Um, but yeah. And who, who you got on the third pairing? I, I tried to say as much with the right and left. It's it's so tricky to do that to to balance the right and left. Yeah, and you'll see on my third pairing that kind of bit me in the butt. All right, who you got? So on right, I went with Keith Yandel because he's he's a natural righty, and then I couldn't really figure out who to put on left I, I kind of bounced around between a few guys and and I wasn't I wasn't sure who to pick um but then I saw uh that I had to take away um points goals assists and not look at that and I had to go with the most penalized player in Florida Panthers history Jeez. Paul Laus with over 1,700 minutes of penalty, or penalty minutes in his career with Florida. Okay, so it's a different approach. <laughs> you know, I get, yeah, add some grit, I guess, to that third pairing. Um, I went a different approach with, with my third pairing. Uh, on the uh, left side, I put Ed Jovanovsky. Um, you know... He was, you know, I think he probably didn't reach the expectations uh, for when he, he came into the league. Uh, obviously coming in as a number one pick. Um, <laughs> and he didn't, he, he played, you know, with the Panthers at the start of his career and at the end. Um, he was never really a, a top high-end guy. He was more that typical shutdown defenseman. Um, so I'm going to put him there and I'm pairing him with Aaron Eckblad. Um, because I, you know, good size, both of those guys, both number one overall picks, uh, as defensemen. So, uh, yeah, I think they'd work well together on the third pairing. Uh, yeah. 
who knows. Um, but I guess now we move to the easiest part of this team, uh, probably by far, which is the goaltending. Yeah. And who, who, who do you have in that? All right, so for me, I mean, starting goalie was an easy pick. Easy, easy pick. Roberto Longo. Yeah, no-brainer. You know, I you can't really be anybody else. I know. It's it's still unbelievable that the Islanders traded him when they drafted Rick DiPietro. Yeah, and then signed Rick DiPietro to that... Thousand-year deal. Horrible, horrible deal. Now it's... I don't think it's expired yet, so you never know. I, I think it's like 2025, 2026 or something. Yeah, so that that was clearly a mistake on their part, but um, huge win for the Panthers. Yeah. Uh, getting Roberto Luongo, who, you know, in his two stints, I mean, he was unbelievable for the team. Undoubtedly the best goalie they've had. Um. And Undoubtedly, yeah. And really, like, pro- like one of, probably one of the best goalies of all time. Like, not top 10, but in your top 25 for sure. Uh, I would imagine Roberto Luongo. Okay, so I, I was just looking it up just to do a quick pause. Um, Rick DiPietro's contract, original contract, was supposed to end next season. 2020-2021 was his last season under the contract at $4.5 million. But he was bought out. But because of the buyout, he's going to be getting paid $1.5 million a year until 2028-2029 season. Yeah. Oh, that's unbelievable. That's awesome. He's, honestly, like when people ask me my career aspirations, I, I just answer like Rick DiPietro's contract. So good. Like for for the guy, I I would love that. Yeah, not not so much if you're the Islanders, but I wonder if he feels guilty at all, though. Um, I doubt it. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's an analyst for the team. Yeah. So he can't. So he's getting paid twice. I want. I wonder if he's just getting paid once. Nah. You think? I doubt it. I mean... If anybody knows, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I'm curious. But either way, good for him. 100%. Um, and good for the Panthers getting Roberto Luongo. Um, I think backup goalie, also an easy pick. Who did you have there? Um, for me, uh, easy pick, Thomas Vokun. Oh, you went Thomas Vokun? Okay. I went Thomas Vokun. Did you go... Uh, I see. Okay. Who do you think I went with? Van Beesbrook. Of course I went Van Beesbrook. Wow. You know, it it was it did come down obviously to those two guys. Um but for me, I don't know, Van Beesbrook, go with him. I mean I think you, like they're both pretty good goalies. Right? To be fair, Thomas Bokun has ten career points, whereas Van Beesbrook only has eight, so yeah, he's more of a shutdown goalie, <laughs> right? And I think I think the thing is like, uh, Vokun had like some of his best years in Florida, whereas uh-huh. Van Beesbrook, you know, had his best years uh, in other places. Um, 
both solid goalies. Yeah, and I mean, Volkman was played so much more recently than Van Biesburg as well. So there's definitely some recency bias to a certain extent. That's true. Thomas Volkman is one of those players you kind of forget about. Like, he played a lot of games. Like, I'm looking at it now. Like, there are some seasons he's playing, like, 60, 69 games and putting out really good numbers. Yeah. Like, yeah, you kind of forget. Uh... Kind of forget how good he was, and I mean a ninth round pick too. Yeah. In uh, in '94, so good for him. The Montreal Canadiens, and he only played one career game with them. With a 714 save percentage. <laughs> His goals against average is 12. Yeah, so I think safe to say it wasn't wasn't a great start to his career in Montreal. <laughs> They um, they got rid of him. Um, he played twenty minutes. Yeah, so four goals against in twenty minutes. I mean, it happens, <laughs> and you know, went on to have a great great career. Yeah. Um. So so good for him. Um. But I guess I guess that does it for uh, all time Florida Panthers teams. Um. Overall, I think they look good. Yeah, I mean, for for a team that came into the league in the early nineteen nineties. Yeah, well, that's but like one of the things I like about doing the Panthers with this is like, for, like all their players are from the nineteen nineties to now, right? Whereas like mm-hmm. you see people make like their all time teams for like the Detroit Red Wings, and it's like you're comparing guys who played like sixty years apart when the game is so different, and it's like. Like, how could you even compare these two? Exactly. Right? Like, you're going to compare, like, Howie Morenz to, like, whoever? Like, no. You can't do it. Like, game's completely different. So, that's the nice thing about doing this one, right? Is that everyone played, you know, in the relatively similar era. Yeah, I mean, and just as a side note, and I think that's the Craig Button ones. He did the he did the seven Canadian teams. Yeah, I I I don't know why, but he had all these like requirements. Yeah, it was like you had to have a current player. They could have like they had to have played a certain amount of games. So, don't know what that was about. Um, we gave ourselves like no criteria for this. No, exactly. Because of, because of I, think, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, like you're trying to, you're just trying to pick the best players. To have ever played for the team. Yeah, I mean that's. Let's say our our require our requirements were what like one minimum one game played. Yeah, and I guess like I don't know if you did it for years, but just like only taking into consideration their time with the team, obviously. Obviously. Right, like. Otherwise, Yager clearly way higher up because he's you know one of the best players of all time. But as, as well as Pavel Bure, exactly right. So I guess that like that's our only requirement. Yeah, I guess we should have outlined that better before we did this. But I, I, I like when you do all time teams, I, it's usually like implied. Yeah, pretty pretty well implied. So I mean, you know. 
just something fun to do, interesting exercise. It's fun to, you know, go over some of these guys you haven't maybe thought about in a while. Um, uh-huh. You know, there, there was a couple guys. Was there anyone you had that you, you kind of cut from your team that you, you think is like an honorable mention? Um, no honorable mentions, but uh, had I been able to, I would have definitely done four D pairings. Do another D pairing? Yeah. 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 I would have liked to put Radic Dvorak in there too. He was, he was another guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, solid player. Um, but you know, tough decisions. Um, as always, and I guess, uh, I guess that does it for all time teams. I guess we have to figure something else to do next week. Well, I, I think we floated the idea of doing controver- co- controversial topics in the NHL. Yes. Okay. I think that that might be interesting to talk about. Okay. I'll I'll think of some. Uh, I mean, we'll throw it on the Twitter. See if anyone else has any. Yeah, I think uh, I think we can do the maybe the Jonathan Taze debate where the the whole scheduling. Oh, like uh, should they change the schedule to be like season series? Yeah, we could do that. We could also do point totals. Point totals. Uh, yeah, how many points should each each game be worth? Shootouts, definitely. Um, coaches challenges. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's always controversy in sports. Yeah, we can talk about the whole goalie interference. Oh, goalie interference. Oh, we could do a complete episode about that. Yeah, I just. That's <laughs> the most frustrating thing ever is goalie interference. What is it? No one knows. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, thank you to everyone uh, tuning in, listening to the podcast. Uh, appreciate all the support. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode.